This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. Metron Garage is a company designing unique garages, condos, and other structures specifically for the auto enthusiasts. They've got eight models to choose from, including two-story options, which I think is super cool, while with a very modern look and feel to them. And they come in all sizes, and they're fully customizable. You can check out them today and start specking your own ultimate garage at metrongarage.com, where you can request a catalog or talk to someone to learn more. So be sure to check it out. I just want to give a quick thanks to Euro Classics for sponsoring this episode. Euro Classics is all about collector cars, from servicing your new BMW M5 to prepping your Porsche for the racetrack to executing a total restoration on your favorite classic. They do it all from routine maintenance to performance upgrades to appraisals and everything in between. You can learn more about its owner, Dale Oaks, by listening to episode number 65 of this podcast. And you can find Euro Classics in the Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana service area and online at euroclassics.com. Classics, C-L-A-S-S-I-X dot com. Welcome back to the Collector Car Podcast. Uh, I've got an exciting episode today where we're going to review the available cars that are trending online right now from our February sale. And to join me, my very enthusiastic car co-host, Brad Phillips. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing great, Greg. How are you today? I'm so thrilled you're here. So the goal of this is to kind of talk about some of the cool cars that we like that are coming up for sale in our online auctions for RM Sotheby's. And this one is happening now for February online. So go to rmsotheby's.com, check it out, and you could put these really cool cars in your garage. We're not going to talk about all of them. We're just going to talk about a few that kind of popped on my radar screen, and then Brad might have a few more to add. So, Brad, my very first one, because I thought it was cool looking, is the 2013 Mini Cooper Coupe, John Cooper's work, GP conversion. That is a long title for a cool car. What do you think about this car? I, I love these. And the fact that it's kind of, you know, inspired by the GP spec version, this gives you all the good stuff, all the fun driving, major power, lots of great handling. This is awesome. Like, I love minis. These things handle like crazy. And uh, I'm I'm guessing that this is obviously a six-speed car, so you're really going to rip it. Does this have a supercharger? Is this that deal? It's turbocharged inline four. When I read this, I thought it was a typo. So it's a 1.6 liter, 208 horsepower for this little thing. So, you know, it's not supercar power, but man, that's a lot of power for a small little package like that. Well, it's fun. Like they used to do these as a uh, as a supercharger, and now they've turboed them. So I I like it. You know, you get all the efficiency and fuel mileage in many cases with the turbo. Uh, but all that boost hitting you. It's fun. It's got to be a great time to drive. Yeah, and it's got a cool paint package, the JCW Signature Chili Red Top, side mirror spoiler, and painted racing stripes on the hood and roof. So it really is an eye catcher, which is why I picked it, because I just thought it was such a cool little car. Uh, okay, the estimate on this one is 25 to 30 grand. Uh, let's see, next, you might think I was kind of weird when I picked this one. 1994 Mercedes-Benz E320 Cabriolet. And can you even imagine why I picked this one? 
you must have like a Florida weekend on your mind or something, because I I, I love these cars. Um, I've got a good friend who's got one of these. And, uh, you know, the auction description, um, this is almost a free car, I think, with the maintenance that's been done to it over the years. You know, the wiring harness and um, upgrades to the top and some other things. The devil's in the details on these kind of cars, and this one looks really good. And if, if it goes for 25 to 30, this is something I think people can really enjoy for years. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, and the reason I picked it was because this isn't a car that's on everyone's radar, and except for, like, the next generation of collector. And so I picked it because I'm curious to see what it does. And you've seen this at Scottsdale and some of our other auctions. Some of these next, quote-unquote, next-gen cars will catch you off guard. Like, we can't get the estimate to catch up with the actual demand. <laughs> so I'm curious, will this fall in that 25 to 30 grand range, or will it go above it because there's actually more people chasing these cars than we might realize? Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I do. And I, and I think, honestly, these E320 Cabrios are ones to watch for a while. Um, I've really liked them. They've obviously come up in value from where they were a few years ago. But... These are, they're fast enough, right? It's, you know, a 3.2 liter engine, 217 horsepower. You know, that's the same as my uh, 911 Carrera, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Granted, this one's probably carrying a little more weight behind it. But, um, you know, these are really fun. They're sporty. Um, you can take a couple of good friends to dinner in it. Um, I love these cars. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And the next car, we're going to go back to the muscle car era, which is one of my favorites. With the 1970 Dodge Challenger RT446 pack convertible. So this is a big car. I mean, it's 230 to 260. So there's no messing around here. I know we had a couple 383 four-speed cars sell last year. And they were in the 120-ish range. But you add those few extra cubic inches and horsepower and, you know, the iconic 440, you know, from Mopar. And all of a sudden, it's even that much more desirable. Do you know much about these cars? Well, I know that it's fun to have. Let me tell you, plum <laughs> crazy paint. One of the great things about Dodge and Plymouth from this era was they had all these great, you know, purples and pinks and greens. And um, this is a obviously a convertible, so you don't even get into the mod top era with some of these. But I love this. And, and what's really fun about kind of the list, and kudos to you, Greg, for picking all the different cars you did, because there's, there's almost a little something for everybody in here. Muscle cars have started to be on the rise, and anytime you've got um, your biggest engine option with um, triple two-barrel carburetors, it always gets my attention. And um, you know, four forty-six pack cars, absolutely iconic, um, and I love to see it. You know, two thirty to two hundred and sixty grand, um, awesome addition to anybody's garage, and you can actually get out and drive it. You know, if you live near Woodward, go hit. Uh, Go hit it on a nice Friday night. Go cruise. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know I love valuation trends. So I, I did pull the valuation trends on this. You worked for Haggerty for years. So the Haggerty valuation trend on this, the latest one year, it's up 6.3%, which is interesting because Mopars have been really soft lately, and I've been barking about it for you know two years now about the, the AAR CUDA, how that thing's down like 30%, and all of a sudden it's starting to turn around. And I think some of the Mopar trends are driven by the big dollar cars, you know, the big Hemi convertibles, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I am seeing a trend reversal, at least from most muscle cars and pony cars from the 60s and 70s. And the three-year trend on this is up 6.5%. So if you look at it, it kind of was, you know, up, then down, and now it's going back up again. So cool, cool car. All right, 
Like you said, I tried to pick a, a diverse array of cars for our listeners, and this next one could not be more different. It is the 1999 Ferrari 550 Marinello, and I'm in love with these, the 550, the 575s. I think there's a small window of time where you have analog, quote-unquote, supercars, and you can get them with a manual. And uh, this is a great opportunity, 175 to 200 grand for this Marinello. How do you like these cars? Uh, these are these are some of my favorites of of all time. You know, I mean, 550s were manual transmission. You've got that incredible V12 engine. These are knocking on 200 mile an hour cars all day, full of leather, and they're absolutely amazing. Um, I've been fortunate enough to drive one of these, and um, the the clutch is about as easy as a Honda Accord, and I mean, I I seem to remember third gear stretching out around 130 or so. Of course, I was on a test track, professional <laughs> sure. closed course, sure, and all no, and all of these things yeah. that any normal car person uh, would would only experience. Now, I I love these. These are incredibly popular, and they just look good. I mean, if you know, you think if uh, you, this is an Italian muscle car, it really, really is. I think you following the uh, the Dodge with this one was was actually pretty astute because this is a uh, this is a monster here. It's very refined, but it is really fast and fun. What's really interesting is the valuations of these have gone up a lot. We've seen it at the auctions. You know, they exceed the estimate. Uh, one year change is plus twenty three point nine percent. The three-year change is up 35.7%. And so I, I often say, you know, buy these while you can, while they're still, quote-unquote, semi-affordable. I kind of have two cars on my semi-realistic, not really, bucket list. You know, if, if I want a small lottery, I could buy. Uh, and this is one of them. I just think they're beautiful. Front-engine V12. And what's interesting, if you look at this, so you have the 550 Marinello, and then you do the drop-top, and that obviously adds some money to it. And then you do the Super America, well, that actually like quadruples the price of these cars. So get them while you can. And we got a cool one here at our February online sale. All right. So the next, we are going way back in time to the 19... I'm sorry. That was a mistake. To the 1886 Benz Patent Motor Wagon Replica. I don't even know where to start on this. I just know it's cool when these show up. What do you know about this car? <laughs> well, <laughs> like if if you want a full-on replica of some real history, what's better than buying one that was commissioned by the Mercedes Classic Center, right? They've got every blueprint. They could make this an absolute tool room replica. And if you want one of these things, then this is the way to go. This is absolutely fantastic. Runs and drives and this is where it all began, right? You know, yes. And what's interesting is if you go back to my Cars That Changed the World episode when I covered this, this was actually not the very first official car. And the reason being was it didn't have four wheels. And so when a fourth wheel was added, I think it was Benz that still patented it, uh, that was the official first car. This was kind of the precursor by like six months or something. It's just crazy, some of the specifics. So if you really want to impress your friends at the local cruising, uh, show up in this Benz <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, the next one I picked is a 1991 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 Coupe. Now, I picked this because I feel like these have been depressed forever. The ZR1s are so iconic in the Corvette world. And based on our estimate here, 35 to 45 grand, these, these might finally be getting a little more appreciation in the marketplace. What's your thought on the ZR1? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those cars that so many people bought, put, uh, they left all the dealer, um, you know, delivery stuff on the seats and in it and just shrink wrapped it. There are a lot of, there are several of these out there that you can find that have very, very low miles. 
I love the fact that this one's actually looks like it's had some kind of life outside of a garage. It's been driven and enjoyed, um, even at 13,000 miles. I mean, at least, you know, it's been used. These were incredibly fast and fun cars. And uh, this one, the 480 horsepower version, I think this was the high horsepower. I think the earlier ones had a little bit less but these were famous also. You had that really cool little valet key, right? So you could you could turn the power down a little bit for somebody if you didn't trust them exactly. <laughs> That's right. Keep the kids under control with that. And what's fun is you can tell this is a very fresh episode because this is literally going to post tomorrow. And I can look on our website right now and tell you that the current bid on this car is $17,500. So it's a beautiful yellow color. Uh, Haggerty Trends up 27.9% latest one year, up 29.2% latest three years. So these are appreciating in the marketplace. All right. Next, we have a 1953 Jaguar XK120 SE Roadster Custom, 70 to 80 grand. Uh, I'll go ahead and cover the Haggerty Trends here. One year up 1.8, so not a lot, and three years up 11.5. So there has been a big generational shift in some of the cars from the 50s and the 60s have taken a little bit of a hit in the marketplace just because folks that have those might be selling those right now. Uh, but what do you know about this Jaguar? Are you a Jag 120 fan? I do. I like them a lot. And, you know, it's it's fun that, you know, the basic architecture of the engine in this thing went from the late 1940s all the way through the 1990s, right? That big six went uh, all the way through. Now, let me tell you what I like the most about this car. You can go and enjoy it. Take it on an event. Go do the Copper State 1000 in it. Go do um, the Colorado Grand. Do something really cool where you're out on an open road um, with the wind blowing over you. You've got those cool little Brooklyn screens. This has a good cam. It's got the good carburetors. This is a fast, light open road kind of car and you can hang with anything in this. So that that's what I hope someone would do with this car is to go out and just drive the wheels off it and really, really enjoy it. Cause this is a great event car. You're right. You're right. And I look at it and it's actually, it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, like you said, with the Brooklyn windscreens and the way it's set up and it has the five speed manual transmission. So you have no issues there from, you know, hitting the highway a little bit. Yeah. Beautiful car. All right. A couple more to go here. The next one's another Jaguar. Uh, 1967 Jaguar E-Type Series 1 4.2 liter Roadster. Now, I picked this one again because of some recent trends I've seen. They seem to be getting a little bit soft in the marketplace. Uh, estimate on this one's 120 to 140. But when I look at the Haggerty trends, that does not seem to be true. The latest one year is up 13.3%. Latest three years up 47 I know at one point the Series 1 cars were, you know, really nice ones were 180 to 250. I mean, some crazy numbers out there. Um, this one does come in the best color combo, silver with red, you know, in my opinion. But what's your thought on this car? Oh, I, I love these. You know, I've, I had a Series 2, so this is a Series 1 car. Um, so this has the bigger motor of the Series 2, essentially. It's got the good carburetor, so it's got triple SUs instead of the uh, twin Strombergs I was sort of saddled with because my emissions-era 1970 model. Um but this is really cool. So if you want an early E-Type, and again, you want to go do events or you want to drive, uh, the Roadster um, is really a, a great way to go. The Coupe is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. We all know the story about how Ferrari thought it was the most beautiful car ever made and all that. But 
when you squeeze into a roadster, um, you've got a little bit more room to deal with um, than you do in that in that fixed head coupe. And it's just a gorgeous design. I really love these things. You've got all kinds of power. You know, this has the, the original four speed in it. Um, you can put a five speed in one of these also and stretch it out a little bit. But these are incredibly capable cars. Really, really cool. Yeah, they're beautiful, iconic, like you said. Really, really nice cars in that Series 1. What is that? The flat floor. You got the outside uh, latches and the louvers. Is that right? Well, those are the very, very first ones. Yeah. So if you had the the very first run um, of those, you had all of those things. Um, and as you got up to 67, um, they made a little, they made a few more of these cars, but they are um, just absolutely epic. And, and you're right. I agree with you on the color combination. Um, it's this is really pretty. I, somebody will, I'm a sucker for a red interior. I don't know what it is, but I love it. And, uh, if you scroll through the pictures that are online, this just says, get in, go drive, please. This is great. I had a 68, nine eleven years ago. And, you know, back when you could buy them very inexpensively and I, you know, it was originally a polo red car. By the time I'd got it, it was, you know, sort of cream colored. Um, I painted it silver and put a red interior in it out of a out of a parts car. And I thought it was the prettiest thing going. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. All right. We got two more to go. Next one's a 1962 Ferrari 250 GTE 2 Plus 2 Series 2 by Pininfarina. That's a lot to say about this car. Now, this is uh, actually from our European partners. So if you don't know, when you go to our February, any of our online sales, uh, some cars will be in the U.S., some cars will be overseas in Europe. All cars are available to purchase. So the estimate on this car is 250 to 295 I love early Ferraris. This is one that, you know, if you had to be in the realm of remote, remote, remote possibilities, this would be one that I could maybe afford. Uh, what do you know about these 250 GTEs? Well, I, I sure as heck know that they're a lot more popular now than they, they used to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there there was a time I was I was laughing with somebody just yesterday talking about um, they're not making any more replica um, replica GTOs out of these things anymore because um, these have found their, their footing. Um, there are people trying to find original engines and mate them back with, with this era of car and put them right because they're worth quite a sum of money now. Um, what a great touring car. Uh, you know, this was kind of, if you think of what the story was like with Porsche and when they built the, uh, the Cayenne and people kind of went, Oh my God, why would they, why would they do that? Well, they sold a lot of Cayenne so they could go racing and fund other production. This is the exact same sort of story with Ferrari. They built these grand touring sort of family sports cars so they could do all the other cool stuff that they wanted to do as well. And, and these are awesome. Yeah, yeah, they are really, really great, beautiful cars. Uh, what's interesting is the Haggerty market trends. The one year is actually down four point one percent, and the three years down twelve point one percent. So I don't know exactly what would explain that, considering how hot the market is right now. Uh, so interesting results. All right, we have one more to go, and you might know why I picked this one, but it's a nineteen seventy one Mercedes Benz two eighty SL. We've seen these quite a bit. There seems to be you know one at every auction or so, and the reason I picked it. Is we had one at Scottsdale that just kind of went a little nuts. I think the estimate was 80 to 100, and it sold closer to 150. And uh, it was kind of a gray on gray. I wasn't crazy about the color combination, but I was speaking to someone in the room, and they absolutely loved it. What is your thought thoughts on the 280 SL? 
Well, I, I think all the SLs are uh, have a really cool following, right? That was the same sale. We we sold a 560 SL, a later one, uh, for $130,000 at the Hammer, right? So so they're hitting their stride. These are really fun cars. They're great for touring. You can go out and do stuff with them. They have incredible club and parts support. Um, some of them are automatics. You can find some with a four-speed also. Um, you know, this is just a great car for people to go out and enjoy. Um, they made enough of them where you don't have to worry that you can't drive it and enjoy it. I absolutely love it. These are pretty with a soft top or the hard top. I don't know. I, I love these things. I think they're awfully cool. Yeah, and it's a beautiful red metallic over cognac leather. Single owner since 1981. And talk about a free car. The estimate's eighty dollars to $100,000, and there's more than $130,000 in detailed service receipts dating back four decades. So you've got quite the paper trail on this car, which is really cool. And now the Haggerty Trends, last year is up 13.8%. Last three years, up 34.7%. So just a beautiful, you know, iconic Mercedes that's available at our February sale. All right, Brad, we just covered a bunch of cars from our February sale. Now, I I have to ask, are there any other cars that popped on your radar screen uh, that are coming up for sale right now? (laughs) Well, all right, so (laughs) it's really fun. So if you go on the RM Sotheby's website and you click on this, you know, open roads, right, it is all kinds of fun stuff to look at. I don't want to hit the Mercedes thing too hard again, but there's a 6.9-liter sedan from 77 that is absolutely one of my favorites. These are, I think they're still the, the largest V8 engine that um, Mercedes has put in a passenger vehicle still. Uh, absolutely amazing, fast, capable cars, lots of fun. Um, if you go down through, there's still some other muscle car stuff out there. There's a Camaro convertible, um, RSSS 396 that I like. I like it in that yellow. I think it's pretty neat. One of the fun things about those cars is with... Dog dish hubcaps, it gives them that sort of purpose-built race car look, which I think is awfully fun. Uh, And then we'll hit one more. You want to go racing, there's a 76 Opel Cadet CGTE that is actually um, in France, as you mentioned before, that these are from all over the world. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, It's just great. Not to mention the automobilia lots in the beginning. There's all kinds of cool posters and all kinds of fun stuff. So it's worth a look for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree. There is some fun stuff that I did not mention from an automobilia standpoint. Some rare stuff, a Ferrari F50 owner's manual. So that's one of those things. Maybe I could buy that and just dream. (laughs) So (laughs) It's not a dream. It's out there for sale. Come on. It shows you, you too, how much toolkits and stuff like that there's a mclaren f1 wheel nut wrench that's cool like that's something for the wall right why not (laughs) (laughs) why not i love it i love it everybody's got to decorate the walls in their garage i know mine's covered up well thank you for your time today brad i know we will be talking again soon for the big amelia island review which we just have some mind-blowing bonkers cars showing up to that so i'm looking forward to our conversation Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Happy to. And anybody who's out there who wants to go ahead and get registered to bid on any of the stuff we talked about or anything else online, it's a pretty easy process. All found at rmsotheby's.com. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.